I tell you, I've seen that uh, drama so many times, but it still gets me every single time. Human condition, right? That's, these are some of the realities that we face on the res with our youth, but uh, it's, it's not distinct to us as native folks, right? It's a human condition. And we're so glad that Yeshua came and did what he did to rescue us. And uh, so we wanted to not be too radical, so we kept Jesus white, so as not to make anybody feel real uncomfortable or anything. So. I saw a meme one time, it, it uh, had a picture of Yeshua, and uh, it said it must have been really hard for Yeshua growing up, being the only white kid in the Middle East. <laughs> but there's that. So. So I don't know what I said either, but it sounded cool. And we'll carry on. No, so I said good morning and my Indian name is Kosh Kosh. I told you where I lived, uh, where I worked. I told you who my uh, parents are. And so all of that kind of uniquely positions you uh, in the community. Uh, knowing who you are, who your parents are. You, can, you could go on and say who your grandparents are and all that. So It's been 10 years since we've been here. Man, I think uh, I was talking to somebody back here. Was, uh, the Seahawks had went to the Super Bowl that year. So... So he's, one guy said, no, it was 30 years ago. Hey. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. So um, my name, my Indian name is Quash Quash. My English name is Corey uh, Greaves, and we come from the uh, Yakima Nation. You got that first slide up there? These are my old man eyes, so I got to take these off and on constantly. So you all good with that? All right. So uh, we come from the Yakima Nation. We have 14 different tribes and bands that make up what we call Yakimas, right? Uh, so we're over kind of South Central Washington State. Uh, how many have been to Yakima Valley? Oh, you've been to our casino, right? Hey, I know, I know. <laughs> so um, my, uh, I'm Irish and Klickitat uh, on my dad's side, and I'm Irish and Blackfeet on my mom's side which uh, explains why I'm nearly schizophrenic. And uh, it was really cool growing up, though, because I could play cowboys and Indians all by myself, right? And I almost always won, so. Uh, can you go to the, the next slide there, too? Uh, usually I introduce my wife. She's not here with us this weekend, but um, you met Dewey. Uh, Bill, uh, Dewey grew, kind of grew up through Mending Wings, did an internship with us last year, and now he's hired on as uh, staff, and I don't know where Anna went, she must have stepped out, but I'll introduce some of you guys later though at, at uh, lunch. Are we barbecuing or something, is that what I heard? Salmon, yeah, oh, salmon, yeah, all right, we know something about salmon. So, so anyway, as an indigenous person who is uh, kind of relationally driven, so we're not time-oriented, I'm going to do my best to run a white man's time this morning, okay? So as not to keep you too long, it should only be about three hours or so. Um, so I come to you this morning only as a common human being. So I'm not like a tribal chief or chairman. 
uh, nor do I speak for all Indian people, right? I'm just a pitiful human being who's trying to follow this path of beauty that we call the Jesus way. Um, when I was about seven years old, uh, I wanted to get baptized. Somebody said, well, did you know what you were doing when you were seven? I said, I said lady, do we ever know what we're doing? <laughs> Thankfully, the creator meets us not because of what we know, <laughs> because of his grace and his mercy. And so I remember the pastor that was going to baptize me. Uh, it was at this little fundamental, well, it was kind of a big fundamentalist academy. And uh, he told me a scripture, and I never forgot to this day, I hold on to it. And it said uh, that no one will ever be able to pluck you out of my father's hands. Man, I held on to that, you know, to this day. I'm 52, I held on to that. I was about seven years old when I got baptized. And I began to follow Jesus, right? So in my, my little pea brain, it was such a, <laughs> such a simple thing just to follow Jesus, but later as I was growing up, I found out that now I had to become a Christian. See, and I found out that maybe those two, those were two different realities because somebody said, well, you need to be a Calvinist. And someone else said, no, no, an Armenian, no, a Baptist, no, a Pentecostal, no, a Presbyterian, a Methodist. And Christianity, this whole Christian thing, started to become very complicated for me. And then I had to decide what version of the Bible I was going to read, right? Was it going to be, uh, you know, the Revised Standard Version? Or was it going to be the King James Version? Which I, I was taught was the only authorized version of the Bible. Um, uh, so anyway, so finally I just ended up landing on the NIV, you know, the New Indian Version. And then after that, things got less complicated, so... So anyway, I grew up attending all these different denominations who all had this right way to follow Yeshua, and then comes Bible college. So I show up uh, to Lincoln Christian University, well, it was Lincoln Christian College at the time, now it's a university, in Lincoln, Illinois, carrying my NIV, you know, and I kind of began my, my Bible college journey. Now, during that, I was on the seven-year program. So at that seven years I was at LCU, I was told that the Bible had some things to say about my native culture that I didn't know before, apparently. Can you go to the next slide? So I was told that the Bible said things like this. Uh, Come out from among them and be separate. So this is all in terms of my native culture. Uh, when we are in Christ, the old has passed away and all things have become new. Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? Or come out from among them and be separate. So I was told that all those scriptures, uh, that all those things meant that I needed to leave my Indian ways behind me because I now had a new identity in Christ. And it was not Indian. <laughs> and the Bible has been used... Uh, to demonize just about everything important to our cultural sense of being. So while Yeshua found me at the age of seven, the church began to lose me at the age of 19. And so during this time at uh, college, I, ha I began to hang out with the American Indian Center in Chicago. Uh, and, I was, and there were a lot of AIM guys there. Does anybody know what AIM is? American Indian Movement, have you heard of this? 
kind of started out of the 70s. There goes that mic. <laughs> Can I switch to a handheld? This thing is really bothering me. Can you tell? Okay, I'm going to do this too. I got to put my main back. I don't know. You don't? <laughs> hey, hey, dude, I want to see you after. Did that. Was that? Oh, that was you that did that? Oh, I thought it was him. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, AIM, American Movement, Indian Movement. Where was I? Hey. So I began to hang out with a lot of those guys at the American Indian Center, and during that time, I also began to learn a lot about our Native history with the church. So can you go to the next slide? So while I was learning these things, can you go to that next slide? Uh, the one before that one, actually. Two back. There we go. I began to learn about this guy. So who is this? And don't say Jesus. Martin Luther. Anybody else? Chris. Somebody said Chris. Hey. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> like you guys are buds. Go way back. I mean Chris. Yeah. Christopher Columbus. Yeah. How about that guy? So uh, in 1492... Go ahead, you can finish it. <laughs> I can just tell you really wanted to. We're so brainwashed, aren't we? <laughs> so in 1492, when we discovered old Chris out there floating around and lost in the Caribbean, and we took him in and nursed him back to health and gave him some fresh water and some bananas, some Havana cigars, and we sent him on home. There are approximately 150 million native people in what's now North America. 400 years later, there are about 230,000 of us left. So from 150 million to 200,000, one it's one of the greatest examples of cultural genocide or ethnic cleansing in the history of the world. And all that took place right here in the good old US of A and oftentimes under the blessing of the church, i.e. manifest destiny. <clears throat> so this stuff that I really began to learn, I, I started to realize that Christianity had never really been good news <laughs> to us as native people. Because the way the gospel came to our people has been, you guys are pagans and you're, you, you do witchcraft and your drums are of the devil and your dances are of the devil. And so in order for you to be a, a good Christian, you know, you need to cut your hair and learn the guitar and learn the piano and along with that, learn our language, learn our culture, etc. So you can be good Christians. So we have historically been part of what we call a replacement-oriented theology. It says we are Christians, where pastors and missionaries have come, and they say we're Christian, you're not. Therefore, everything that you are must be replaced. So... Here's what replacement-oriented theology looks like, just to kind of make it uh, concrete, tangible. So I'll give you two examples. One, we, our dance and our prayers team was invited uh, down to the Seminole Nation down in Florida. And we went down there and uh, uh, we were met by a Creek pastor. Creeks and Seminoles are basically the same people. And uh, we, we did some stuff at his church. It was cool. But then, then we went over, he took us over to this camp. 
where we were going to um, kind of hang out with a bunch of teens and students. And uh, when we got there, the missionary guy uh, came out. And he saw our drums and our girls with their jingle dresses on. And he's like, no, 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 no. No, no, we, we can't have that here. <laughs> this is Christian. I think he thought we were going to like break dance or something when he heard dancing our prayers. He thought we were going to do that kind of stuff. I guess break dancing is Christian is okay. But... So we had to go away. Um, that's replacement oriented. You see, everything, we stayed. We did end up staying, and we sat in our service. We had a, a Christian flag, an American flag, but no Seminole flag. These were all missionaries that had come in. They sang all the songs in English. Um, there was no recognition Where's the young lady that did the land recognition? Where's she at? She, she left. Okay. That was cool. I appreciated that. So who's a, you guys have drums here, Dan? In the closet? You guys have somebody who plays drums on Sunday mornings? Is that you? Yeah, every week. Every week? <laughs> you don't have a drummer on Sunday morning? You don't do drums? We do. You do? Who's your drummer? Is Ken here? Where's Ruel? No, none of the drummers are here? All right. So uh, how old's Ken? 60. Okay. For my story, he's got to be, that's a good age, actually, for my story. Good. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you another example of replacement oriented theology. So Ken, Ken's a good drummer, I bet, right? All right. So Ken, you all know Ken, right? Okay. So Ken comes in, uh, sat, or not here, but Saturday night. He goes to the basketball court, and he's playing some basketball with some of the teens, right? Because Ken still thinks he's a young buck, and he thinks he can, you know, slam that ball. And stuff. So he's playing basketball and messing around and stuff, and then uh, all of a sudden he sees this, this wide opening to the basket, right? And he says, now is my opportunity to show these young bucks. So he takes that basketball, <laughs> and he goes for that layup. Oh, 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 and Ken hurts his ankle. And he, he and the teens go, you okay? And Ken's like, oh, man, I'm good. I just, I got to go home for dinner, man. He goes home. He has to go to the hospital. His ankle swells up. Got to get a cast. He's on crutches. It's horrible. Now, Ken's worried because he's got to play drums the next morning at church. But how is he going to play the bass drum with that, with that foot like that? So he comes in Sunday morning, and he looks up at the drum set on the stage, and he hobbles up there, and he gets an idea. He takes that big bass drum, right, from underneath those Zildjian cymbals and pulls it out. Hmm. Then he flips it on its side. Ah. Goes outside, grabs a stick, rips off some of his shirt, wraps it around a stick, and sits down. He says, maybe I can worship like this. He calls out three or four others, hey, go get a stick and rip your shirt off too. And they all come in and they gather around the drum and they begin to worship. <laughs> Why are we told that that's wrong, that that's not Christian? We are told this. But if you took that bass drum and you flipped it back up under, on its side, and pushed it back underneath those Zildjian symbols. Oh, it's holy once more. 
what is this? That's replacement-oriented theology. If you go to that next. Yeah, keep, keep it there, please. When missionaries and churches treat us like this, it screams to us loud and clear that they don't value us. They don't value our ceremonies, our family values, our languages, our dances, our songs, our, certainly not our theologies. It's like we've been told, man, Creator loves you so much that He sent His Son to die on a tree for you, but He doesn't like you a lot. So as I graduated from college and I grew into be a man, I wanted to be fully native as I followed the Jesus way, but the church told me I couldn't be fully native because our cultures were of the devil. You know, whereas Republicans and capitalists, you know, those guys are Christians. But not that Indian powwow dance and sweat lodge sage burning stuff. That's like idolatry. And after 16 years of youth ministry, most of that time under non-native leadership who were good folks, they just didn't have a clue what they were doing when it came to working with my people, I had to abandon my sin-stained culture to embrace their sin-stained culture. As if to say that one expression of humanity's worship to this invisible, infinite, mysterious creator is better than another. And for a lot of our history with the church, that's been our story. But I don't want it to be our story anymore. I love the church, and I love my people, and I love them both too much to allow them to stay on this trajectory that we've been on. And so we're so honored um, by your church this morning, just opening your doors and inviting us in. Uh, that means so much, man. Because it tells us you trust us, you know? And I think that's the body of Christ finally doing some things together, you know. So thank you for that. We actually don't have a word in our language for thank you. We, say, we would say, we're happy. So what we're going to do uh, right now is we're going to function within what we call a decolonizing praxis. I paid $4,000 to learn how to talk like that. We're going to dance our prayers and we're going to stand in the face of 400 years of colonization and assimilation and proclaim to you that we are still here and that the Creator still loves us just the way He made us. You know? And then we're going to invite you to, uh, to celebrate that with us as the church, as our relatives in Yeshua. Okay? So I want to ask the dancers and the drummers to uh, come on up. You know how close the dancers are to getting ready? Where's he at? Oh, he just went to check? Okay, good. So I guess that means in the meantime I gotta tell a couple jokes just to... No, I'll just play it. Dewey told me one, though. How do you make holy water? You boil the hell out of it. Did we say that? Is that a... Hey, that other, what did you say? 
I'm good. Thank you. Thank you, by the way, for land acknowledgement. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, our uh, dancers coming? How much longer? Is that, is that Indian time, couple minutes, or? Two or three, he goes, two or three minutes. <laughs> oh, I, can, I can hear jingles are coming, yeah. Okay, good. So we are, there is one dance we're gonna do that's a participatory dance, right? 10 minutes? Hola. Oh, yeah, you're, well, you're busy, you're on it, yeah. So we're gonna, um, Anna, can you come here? Are you done with the girls? Okay, can you come up here? So, uh, in our Indian way, <laughs> there's a chair there. In our Indian way, this is uh, mine and Gina's, uh, we'd say Isha, our daughter. And so Anna's very close. Anna grew up through Mindy Wings as a kid, like 12 or something when you started coming, and now she's paid staff, taken over for me as I creep ever so closer towards retirement. So um, we're going to tell you a little bit more about Mending Wings, uh, but I'm going to switch it up just because we have a couple minutes, um, and Anna's going to talk now instead of later. But uh, we... I'll, I'll explain more about Many Wings, but Anna's going to kind of give her testimony. I usually have a student that comes up and gives a testimony at this time, but I thought, I don't know, I just felt impressed upon my heart when we were driving here yesterday that for Anna to, because Anna was a student, Anna grew up through it, Anna's in leadership, you know, Anna's working toward kind of taking over Many Wings here in a few years, and so I thought, well, she would be great to share her testimony. I know there's at least one lady here that heard Anna's testimony at the women's retreat last, last weekend. Yeah. So, Anna Winnington Miller. Uh, I don't have an Indian name right now, but in the springtime I will be getting Atawisha uh, Timna, which means loving heart. Uh, my aunt gave me that name um, because she said that I have a loving heart wherever I go. Uh, I was supposed to receive that name last weekend, but due to my aunt, the one that was giving me the name, passed away. I'm waiting until I have her memorial to release myself in order to receive the name. Uh, like Corey said, I grew up in Many Wings. It wasn't Many Wings then, it was 4-1 Youth Group, and we were in a Presbyterian church. Um, I attended youth group and traveled and went through youth works and went to Canada, did mission trips. Um, and then, when I turned 18, um, one of the leaders told me I couldn't go to youth group anymore, so I was really discouraged. Um, I turned into drugs and alcohol for my comfort, and for 12 years I was lost. I didn't know who I was, and um, I would abuse drugs and alcohol. And, um, but for some reason, God wanted me to be here because I became pregnant in that time, and I believe God sent me my angel which is my son. And um, I was on the urge of dying then. And my son came in my life and helped save me. Um, I turned my life around and I got sober. Um, 
and then I ended up going back out again, but just recently, in 2016, I got sober again, so I'm celebrating six years this year, clean and sober. Um, thank you. Thank you. And um, so after I um, got sober again the second time, I asked Corey for a job. I got the job. I almost didn't get it because he knew I was out lost in the world. Um, I prayed upon, I prayed upon the, the request and the next day Corey said, God told me to give you this job. And I know he always says this is the best decision he's ever made. And um, I, I praise Creator for this because now me as a leader watching the youth where I used to be is amazing because our kids, they can see my testimony and know that if I can make it, they can make it and become somebody. And I try my best to encourage our youth in any way as possible to be better human beings for today. And um, yeah, so I'm the Slime Trips director now with Many Wings and I'm gonna take over soon when Corey retires. Um, I'm kind of scared about that. I'm more scared about that than I'm standing up here. <laughs> Uh, because I know I'm going to be talking like how he was just talking a little while ago and I'm like, oh no. But um, I do have more in my testimony. I see that our dancers are ready, so I don't want to take up much time. Um, but if you want to talk afterwards, I can talk. I did go through a, um, a lot during the COVID time. I had COVID really bad. And um, I had a tracheostomy done. I was intubated. And um, I died twice while having COVID. Um, but I did, I wanna say that I did know that I went to heaven and I saw God myself. And um, beautiful creature. I don't say God is a man or a woman because to me God didn't look like a man or a woman. And um, I know I was there because I saw my mom who had passed away, my grandma who had passed away, all my loved ones were there. And um, just this beautiful being was in front of me and was like, daughter, we're not ready for you. You have many, many things you have to do for me before I call you here. So I know this is one of the things that Creator has in, you know, in his storybook about me until I meet him again. Him. So used to saying him, huh? <laughs> um, but that's a little glimpse of what I went through. There's much more that I could say um, but thank the Creator for today. Thank the Creator for, you know, our team, for you, all of you here, for the church. Um, time to tear down those walls and keep working on building those bridges to keep us together, right? So thank you for listening to me and I hope you enjoy our youth. Okay, dancers, drummers, come on up. Do I have to hold this every time I talk? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Hi, people online. All right. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna start doing some drumming, some dancing. Um, so in just a moment, the dancers and the drummers are going to introduce themselves to you. They're going to tell you what style of dance that they're dancing. Just out of curiosity, how many been to a powwow? Been to a powwow. That doesn't mean sitting down talking together, it's, by the way. <laughs> FYI. Uh, all right, well, cool. So, like four of you. That's cool. 
Um, uh, so we're gonna, so this drum that we have back here, uh, this is uh, made out of elk. We say wayapnit. So everybody say wayapnit. Very good, you're speaking Yakima, see? So that's what this drum is made out of. Um, the drum is the heartbeat of our mother, where we come from, right? Where the Creator made us from. So our Creator is our Father, right? And He made us from where? From Earth, right? Yeah. So in that sense, she's our, our mother. So that's what, it's like a heartbeat. It's not like what you hear in those John Wayne movies, you know, like, hey, how are you? How are you? Yeah. It's a heartbeat. Okay, uh, so we'll start over here. Introduce yourselves, your style of dance, and then we'll go to the drummers. Garcia. Hello, everyone. My name is Kamea Garcia, and the style of dance I'll be doing is traditional. Hello, good morning. My name is Joshua Sampson, and I will be dancing dress. Hi, my name is Alessia von Eiley. Um, I am 16 and I am from the Yakima Nation. Um, I think that's all I said. I just love to hear our kids speaking their language, you know. Just tells us we're getting it back, you know. So, uh, dancers, go ahead and take where your positions, wherever it is that you're going to be dancing. Um, the different dance styles, uh, we'll tell you about those here in just a minute. But up on the board, we're going to, or the, what's this called, screen? Can you go to that next slide? Uh, we're going to sing these songs. You're going you're gonna to hear it in Indian, right? But then in English, we'll sing, some of them will sing in English too. But this song that we're singing here, We Thank You. Uh, we thank you, our maker, for your gift of life. Uh, we uh, see your beauty calling our hearts strong and free, right? So feel free to sing along. It's a lot of hey ahs, hey ahs. Hey. People have asked, what does it mean, you know, when you guys sing, you know? Hey ah, hey ah, what does that mean? And I said, well, have you ever heard that song, Here She Comes, just walking down the street singing? Do -a -diddy -a -diddy. Come on, everybody. <laughs> what does do a diddy diddy dum diddy do mean? Right? It's kind of the same thing. So. Hello, I am Jesse James. I will be a drummer for today. I am Aiden Isaacs. And you guys know Dewey, right? <laughs> I like the laid-back atmosphere at this church. This is really cool, man. I, seriously, I like it. I'm gonna wake you up now. I'm gonna wake you up. Anybody jump?
I messed up there, but you wouldn't know it because you don't know the song. Hey. All right.